All right, let's get back into a new narrative. Hard message, but we got to do what we got to do. Now, I mentioned my brother, and I said, uh, you know, I came and I caught him, and, and I found out he was gay, and I said he died of AIDS. And, you know, before he died, of course, the, the, the time I saw him, he, it just got worse. And, in fact, I ended up leaving home at 17 to go live with a father that I had never, ever lived with. Uh, because my, I was raised in a single parent home. My mother took us to church and she preached the word of God and he knew better. That was, he knew that was against God's will. And he, and I preached to him before I was a preacher, sharing what I had been shared in our Bible studies at home, in our Bible study church. And he told me, I don't care what we learned, you know? And I said, but, but first of all, do you believe in God? He said, yes. I said, do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? He said, yes. I said, then you believe in, in uh, Leviticus 18.22 where it says, thou shall not lie with mankind. He said, oh, man wrote that. That ain't no big deal. And I said, oh, well, and I let it go at that point. And then years later, poof, he, he, was, he was going from man to man to man to man. In fact, he was a homosexual whore. He was going uh, from one to the other and, and obviously no protection and ended up dying of AIDS. So that happened. I'm sharing that with you for a reason, so you know I'm just not some guy out here picking on gays, picking on homosexuals. Uh, obviously, you know, I preach the whole Bible, not a portion of it. So I wanted to make that very clear. So you can't just change the narrative. You can't say, if we don't accept you for what you are, we're intolerant. Uh, you can't tell kids we're not giving letter grades anymore. What do you mean you're not giving letter grades? If, if one kid gets an A and another kid gets a fail, that's what they get. You can't give everybody an A. You can't just give everybody a C. You ruin the whole world that way. And, and that's what we're doing. You telling children, well, you know, we're all winners. No, 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 no. We're not, we're not all winners. Somebody lost that game. You, 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 we hold a race. And, and, and you telling everybody in the race, a hundred yard dash, you're all winners. Now, you know why you want to lie like that? They're not all winners. Stop that. That's confusion. Huh? You can't change the narrative. You're confusing people. Our world now is all relative. Nothing is concrete. It's whatever you want to do, however you want to live, that's okay. It's not okay. Pray the Bible. That's what ruined the world before. Huh? That's why God had to flood the earth and, and, and put Noah and his family on an ark. Either we believe the whole Bible or we don't believe any of the Bible. Come on, come on, come on. Mm -hmm. The Bible says in Isaiah 5 and 20, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So see, this isn't new. Don't you think for a second this is new. Sodom and Gomorrah was way back then. It still exists now. In fact, we owe them an apology because we're far times worse. Huh? We tell people they are just big and beautiful. Is this really true? Because the doctor just said 295 pounds was overweight and that it's giving them diabetes and that they're killing themselves and that they got high blood pressure. Now, but we calling them, the world is calling them big and beautiful. Don't you think that's a little dangerous? There's nothing wrong with being a few pounds overweight, but come on. Two, three, four, five, six hundred pounds. You're trying to kill yourself. Huh? We can't just change the narrative just to make people feel better. 
And then we even got the nerve to have thongs that they wear. Come, come on, come on, come on, come on. come. Stop it. Stop it. Well, they got a right to wear a thong too. Big girls need love too. Oh my gosh. Big boys talking about, man, I ain't seen myself in three years because my stomach's in the way. Is that a joke? Seriously? Come on. I got to go on. I got to move on. So again, Satan doesn't have to send his imps after us. We carry them around in us. They have a right to be here. That's right. We invited them. Huh? If we ain't got to say, we don't want no devils coming to church. Then you better lock the church door. Don't let nobody in. Because half the folk in there ain't right. And they bringing the MC in with them. Huh? They're not guests. They're residents. They belong. They're members. Huh? Come on. Let's just tell it like it is. Let's just be real. Huh? You know? Let's talk about this from another angle, though. Let's, 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 let's talk about it from another angle. Let's talk about the children of Israel. Everybody since biblical days knows that the Israelites are God's people. You don't touch them. You don't curse them. You leave them to God. Every, everybody knows that. huh? Now, King Balak of the Moabites, apparently he didn't get this memo. And, and I say it like that to say it like this. Oh, he knew. He didn't care. Huh? He didn't like how the children of Israel were progressing across the land. And he wanted it stopped, and he wanted it stopped right now. He therefore went to an evil prophet, a prophet who was a prophet for money. Yeah, we, they have those who, who, who are real. An, a prophet named Balaam, who he had power. And he went to him and he told him, I need you, prophet Balaam, to curse the Israelites, the children of Israel. And when you check Numbers 22, all the way to Numbers 29, you can find this story. This is right there in the Bible and 31. And let me just tell you, Balaam, went and was about to do what this man, this king, Balak, wanted. But then the Lord told Balaam, let me tell you something. I know you have power. I know you are the devil. I know where your power came from. But I'm going to tell you something. You're not cursing Israel. In, you, in fact, I want you to bless them. That's what I want you to do. I want you to bless them instead. And if you go back and read this whole story, because I don't have time to go into it, he had a donkey, his own uh, donkey, for whatever he used him for, plowing or a pet or whatever, he had a donkey. And as he was going along the path, the donkey's with him, and all of a sudden, the donkey just stopped. So he got mad and started hitting the donkey. And, 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 and still, the donkey would move. He hit him again. And finally... The donkey started talking. And the donkey said, and can, can I use street language if that's all right with you? The donkey said, man, what you hitting me for? What's wrong with you? And he said, 
let me tell you something. You my donkey. And, you know, I know the Bible calls them a jackass and all that, but we're not going to get into all that because I don't want to make you think I'm cursing, turn some folk off, what have you. So let's just let's just stay with the word donkey, even though the Bible used the word ass. The, the, the donkey said, man, what you hitting me for, man? What's wrong with you? And the man said, because you won't move. I'm, a, I'm trying to ride you and you stopping. You, you better get going. And the donkey said, so you're going to sit up here and beat me because I'm stopping. Yeah, I'm beating you. Now move on. I ain't going nowhere. Why not? He said, so you, you don't see what's ahead of us. And the man said, no. Well, you better look again. And looked again, and behold, it was an angel. He said, that's why I ain't moving. And he said, oh, my God. Now, you go back and read the whole story for yourself. Uh, I don't have time to go into it. God told Balaam, you ain't cursing Israel. But you are going to bless him. So after several failed attempts, because he wanted that money, he wanted that filthy lucre to curse Israel, King Balak and Balaam, they didn't quit. They didn't stop trying, even though I believe it was like uh, four, five, six, seven times they tried. But every time God told Balaam, no, you ain't cursing. You ain't cursing Israel. In fact, I want you to bless him. So what did Balaam do? Because he wanted that money. Oh, the king offered him big money. I don't know how much it was. The Bible speaks of it, but you have to go back and read the story for yourself. But it was a good deal of money. And Balaam wanted that money. So what did Balaam do since God told him, you're not going to curse Israel? Balaam said, oh, I know what I'll do. I will change the narrative. So he came up with a wicked plot. What did he do, preacher? What did he do? <laughs> For those of you who haven't read the story. Well, God said, I could not curse them, but he did not say I couldn't cause them to curse themselves. Ooh, you sneaky little rat. You, you dog. Yeah, Balaam changed the narrative. I know that their God doesn't like fornication and he doesn't like idolatry. So he's talking to the king saying, I need that money. And the king said, I ain't giving you no money. You didn't do what I told you to do. I told you to curse him. And I told you I couldn't curse him because of God. He said, God, I don't care about that, God. I'm, I need them cursed. And Balaam said, well, I tell you what, this is what we're going to do. Let's get them to fornicate with your women. You got some fine women. Oh, yes. You got some good-looking women. Them women of Moab, them Moabite women. Woo! Man, them, I know. I've been, I've been to the temples. You know, they have what they call temple whores, temple harlots. Yeah, that was a religion back then for idolatry. Oh, yeah. That's why God didn't want the Israelites to fool with these foreign women. Because they literally had women. We call them ushers today. But they had women meet you at the door and take you in a side room, pay your tithes, and you have sex with the women. They called them temple harlots. This is real. Go read the Bible. Yeah, you ain't seen that before, have you? It's in there all through the Bible. God was trying to protect the Israelites and told them, when I send you over to Canaan and when I send you over to Moab and all these other lands, do not 
go in and amongst their women because I don't want you contaminated. God tells us things, folks, for a reason. Huh? And we need to listen. And when you don't listen, you end up with viruses and STDs and death and so forth and so on. Yes, yes, uh-huh. So these foreign women will then have them to bow down to their gods. This is Balaam, prophet Balaam, talking to King Balak, B-A-L-A-K, talking to prophet Balaam, B-A-L-A-A-M, for those of you who are searching this in your Bible. And for those of you who have your computer, you can just Google Balaam. It'll pop right up. Old story. It's an old, old story. Google got it. Google got it. Oh, yeah, it's right there. It'll, and it'll give you the scripture where it's found. And so they'll have them eating out of their hands. Prophet Balaam told King Balak. And Balak liked that idea. Yeah, we do have some fine women. Yeah, that will work. And you know these Moabs and Canaanites, they had what they call fertility coats. Priestess, as they called them, temple harlots, huh? And 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 I, I just explained that. And th they did that because they felt by having sex with the people that came to the temple, it appeased their gods. Yeah, yeah, they were confused. Yeah, yeah, they were confused. What what what, what did you mean say? Where them where them where them holes at today? Stop it! No, don't 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 stop that. No, we ain't going there. I know you're joking. You are joking, right? All right. They call them temple priestess and they were real and and you go in there and you bow down to their God and now what Balaam was going to do is introduce these children of Israel the men to their harlot women because they were fine and you know men that's what men fall by money women and power and you can change the order as you please it happened back then in biblical days and it happens today. I don't care if you're a president. I don't care if you're a governor. I don't care if you're a mayor. I don't care if you're a regular man. 75% of men fall. And, you know, when you hear women say, you know, all men are dogs, that's not true. All men are not dogs. There is a small percentage that are not dogs. So, so I want to get that out there. Men, I'm on your side. I am a man. I've been married 42 years to the same woman. I've only been with her. Uh, praise the Lord. And now, and say, well, who have you looked at? I, I ain't talking about who I looked at. I said, I've only been with her. All right, now come on now, let's be real here. Okay, now, how sinister a plot. How subversive. Yeah. And, oh, so what is sinister? That means something harmful or evil was about to happen. Huh? What is subversive? That, that means to undermine or disrupt established authority or a system of power. Change the narrative, why don't you? Wow, that's sneaky. That's sneaky. And you know what? L let's, let's get away from that subject for a second. Look at our video games today. Is the devil sneaky or what? He, he letting our children see it. He letting us see it. I know men who love video games. And, and, and again, all that art I was telling you about, that's all in the video games. Yeah. Look at our fantasy art. Look at our drawings today. Yeah. And, and listen to our songs today. 
I'm not going to even give you the titles because you already know the titles. Some of you got them on your playlist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh -huh. You laughing. You got them right on your playlist. Huh? Some of that stuff uh, uh, in the closet and all that other stuff and, and Art Kelly and all that mess. Oh, yeah. And, and that man can sing. And that, man can, that man's got talent. Huh? He, he makes some good songs. But a lot of his songs are about nothing but the world. We have changed the narrative. Huh? Ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. Nah, I know, I know. I said I wasn't going to do it. But come on. Ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. Really? The internet is a pornographer's dream come true. Huh? You know, is porn just normal now? Yeah. You used to have to sneak it in your house in some black plastic or it come mailed to you in a black plastic bag, or you had to sneak out to the little uh, nasty house or whatever they called it, uh, put your little uh, quarter in. Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. I'm going to send it right to your house. All you got to do is push the right buttons, and it'll come right to you. We changed the narrative. We've changed the narrative. You, XXX don't mean nothing now. We, we, we call it uh, the big house uh, or, 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 or the fat house. Or the fat. We change the narrative. We make it sound like regular names. Come on. Come on. Yes, we're talking about this. Because the narrative has been changed and people are falling down left and right. And I'm talking about Christian folk are falling left and right because the narrative has been changed. They're not fooling us. We know what we're doing. We know what we're looking at. But it looks so good. It looks so tempting. It's like a beautiful apple. Just red. A beautiful peach. But what in the... Oh my God, this thing got a worm in it. Yes. Yes. That's what pornography is. A big old apple with a worm in it. A big old peach with a worm in it. The world and the media say it's okay. Because you're not bothering anybody else. They don't even know what you're doing. But you know, and God knows, and God has said, Thou will have no other gods before me. Isn't that what he said? Well, what do you think pornography is? That is idolatry. Yes. Yes. You're quiet now, aren't you? Uh-huh. What, what you do in your home is your business. That's what they tell you. No one can judge you. That's what they tell you. Well, God can. Well, just call it something else that's permissible. And it's okay. It makes you happy, don't it? It satisfies your flesh, don't it? It makes you feel better, don't it? You know what? <laughs> so I guess we can just drink all the alcohol we want. Look at whatever we want to look at. And as long as we ain't bothering nobody... We're okay. Well, let me tell you something. You're somebody and you're bothering yourself. You're hurting yourself. You matter. Now, how you like that? You matter. Do you like you? Then stop it. Hmm? Well, let's see what God thinks about it. Proverbs 5, 1 through 14. And this is, I'm going to give you the street version so you can get it right. This is called the message. Dear friend, I need you to pay close attention to this. I, I, I need you to listen very closely.
to the way I see it. And then you will acquire a taste for good sense. Wow. This is Proverbs. Who wrote this? Solomon. Oh, that's the dude that had a thousand wives? 750 wives and, and, and 250 concubines? Yeah, he ought to know. Ah, my God. What I tell you will keep you out of trouble. Oh my gosh. Lord Jesus. Third verse. The lips of a seductive woman are oh so sweet. The soft words that she speaks are oh so smooth. Oh, she look good. She look good. Huh? She is tantalizing. But it won't be long before she is gravel in your mouth. Wow. A pain in your gut. Wow. A wound in your heart. And you know what? I'm going to stop there. He said, don't stop. I, I got to stop there. We got to go to a part three. Got to stop there. I'm not going to rush through this. I'm going to take my time because I'm trying to save a soul from death. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this message. Use us now, Lord. Open our mind, our heart. Let us be receptive to your word and let us preach the unadulterated.